This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, have really cool conversations with various people in the fanfiction community. Um, please remember that this is an 18 plus podcast. Check the show notes for contact warning and trigger warnings if need be. Um, this week at the time of recording, um, I was informed that I passed 250 listeners. I don't know what that means in the podcast realm, but I think that's pretty cool. We've been only going for like three weeks. That's neat. Um, and today's guest that I have is a first for me in multiple ways. Um, uh, predominantly a Sherlock writer, which I've only seen the show. I've not read any content from. Um, and uh, she has so many fan fictions under her belt, which I can't wait to get into. Um, but I'm gonna have her introduce herself to you guys and kind of tell you more about herself. Okay, um, my name is Marinda. Um, I'm Gentle321 on AO3. Um, I do have a book that was published by Carnation, uh, came out last year. Um, and I'm just glad to be here. Talk to talk to y'all. Um, what books did you get published? Um, I've got one published. It's called Timepiece. It's a World War I uh, military romance, uh, gay military romance novel. Whoa. Okay. Well, be sure. Where is that a bit like widely available to buy? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's um, I can get you a link to it, but yeah, it's on Amazon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll make sure to put that in the notes. Um, yeah, and I was actually just in a, a anthology put out by Improbable Press as well. That I've got one story in the anthology that just came out too. So. Oh, cool. I get you those. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool um so i'd like to start the conversation with talking about like your guys's fan fiction journey so um what got you into fan fiction and how did you i guess like start reading it and then what led you to writing it yeah so i'm kind of a weird case i i'm in my early 40s i can i came to fan fiction late um i was a little too old when the harry potter stuff came out i uh wasn't around really uh in like I mean, I was around. Like, I mean, I wasn't anywhere online really in the late '90s. Um, so I got into fan fiction really with Tumblr. Um, I moved into Tumblr from LJ in 2013, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it being 2012, 2013, Tumblr. Um, I was a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, my parents watched it. I, I started watching it. Um, and being 2013, 2013 Tumblr, kind of the Super Who lock thing. So mm. I watched, I caught up in Doctor Who, I started watching Supernatural, and I was like, well, I should watch Sherlock too, I guess. Um, and I actually had written and posted a couple of Doctor Who fix, just little general fix. Um, didn't get a lot of attention, they were fine. Um, I wrote my first Sherlock fic in uh, August 1st, 2013, and that one fic, and it was a smut fic, but that one fic got more hits in like a couple of hours than everything else I'd written so far combined, and just mm-hmm. from there I was hooked. Um, I actually wrote, I think, 28 fics in my first 30 days of writing fanfiction wow. for Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this one's steady, this, this been going steady since then. Um, I slowed down a lot the last year because some personal stuff going on. But um, so up until October of last year, I posted at least one fic a month every month since August 2013. Actually, July 2013. Wow. So that's. That is so cool. <laughs> I I was on Tumblr too around the the time when Sherlock was really popular. Um, 
I guess in terms of the whole Super Hulok fandom, I would say that I'm I, I'm in that fandom, not in it as deep as like most people, but I've seen like up until Twelfth Doctor, um, and then I, I kind of dropped off with Supernatural because it just got a little <laughs> ridiculous, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to finish it. Um, and then uh, yeah, I've seen all of Sherlock, and I'm I'm still one of those people that are still holding out that they're going to make another season. <laughs> Um, um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I didn't get really into Supernatural. I watched the first four seasons of it, and I was like, eh. Yeah. Um, I got in there as far as like meeting Castiel, and I was kind of like, mm-hmm. nah, whatever. Um, I mean, I feel like I got a lot of it by osmosis because I'm on Tumblr and I'm on the internet, but I mm-hmm. haven't watched anything really past like first half of season four. Um, but Doctor Who definitely, I'm a huge Jodie fan. Um, she means a lot to me. Um, but really, for as much as I love Doctor Who, Sherlock has been the primary fandom that I've written in at yeah. this point. I've written a few other things, but primarily Sherlock fandom. And I could definitely see the appeal, the appeal of like Sherlock fan fiction. I don't know why I never really read it. Um, because in the show, yeah, like I was definitely one of those people that was like, they're, they're definitely in love, right? Like I, but <laughs> you couldn't really put that together. At least I couldn't put that into words. So I think that's really cool that you guys are writing it. Um, so I see that in your AO3, uh, you have like 500 Sherlock fix. And I think that's phenomenal. That is. <laughs> That is so cool that you have 500 stories. Um, 501, apparently. I just pulled it up, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what, oh, gosh, I have so many questions. Okay. So what, do you primarily write um, Sherlock and John, or do you do other pairings in that in that fandom? Um, I started off as John Locke writer. Um, I started that a little bit. At this point, I'm mostly a Maestrad writer, which is Mycroft and Greg. Um, okay. At this point, um, I do write, I've written... I think about 100 now of some or maybe 50 i don't know i've written some um of like acd so you know old school victoria uh, sherlock holmes fix those are john Locke, usually mm. um but for bbc sherlock it's at this point it's mostly my stride at this okay. point and what a, a what about writing or sorry, i guess no what about those characters kind of makes you write is it just like because i don't know if i'm I've seen the show, but I'm not familiar with that pairing. So did you write it out of like a want for more or like, what, yeah, what was, what's the attraction to that pairing? I suppose. Well, I, I sometimes joke that Minecraft and Greg as a pairing is like John Locke, but they actually like communicate with each other. So there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're a little bit older characters. I think that helps too. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, I guess to me, Mycroft and Greg in general feel, feel a little more mature than John and Sherlock do. Um, and in some ways, it's more freeing, too, because obviously John Locke's the main focus of the show, or at least John and Sherlock are the main focus of the show, whereas Greg and Mycroft are side characters. So in some ways, you have more freedom to do what you want to mm. with those characters because you're not locked into canon the same way. I mean, obviously, you can play with canon, too. Mm-hmm. Um but I think for me, that's part of it is that I'm not worried about my star becoming canon or not. It doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, one way right. or the other, um, you know, really up until the third season, there really even wasn't really much inter- really interaction, um, actually, you know, interaction between the two characters. I mean, they're kind of just, they're only just two people that look good together and, you know, they don't have much interaction, but... It was also kind of a feeling, at least for me, that, you know, Mycroft's kind of been the one to look out for Sherlock, and so it's Greg in a way, so they've kind of got that in common, too. They're mm-hmm. both worried about Sherlock and taking care of him. So, mm. 
kind of a joke about how Sherlock has two dads. I was going to say, there's like two dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's my Greg. And I'm an older sibling. I mean, my brother's not that bad, thankfully. Um, I'm an older sibling, so there's some of that with Mycroft um, that I kind of wait to, 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 that, to that feeling of that. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's sort of that thing. And just mm-hmm. playing with those. It's like, so I said, I think for me, it just feels a little more, more there's more options, there's more, there's more freedom, there's less, you know, Again, not that you can't mess with canon, but there's less canon to worry about when it comes mm-hmm. to that pairing. Mm-hmm. And then with the canon pairing of um, John and Sherlock, um, what's the motivation to write those characters more? Um, well, again, it's the same sort of thing in some ways. Like I said, I mean, like any other pairing, I mean, obviously I think they go well together. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we know what Moffat thinks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in the context of the show, um, you know, they feel like they should be together. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot of drama there and things like that. So I, I think, you know, um, some of this, you know, finding the missing pieces and like anything else, just taking these characters that are just interesting and, you know, in even in Donald Shore's case, they're not not maybe as flushed out as they could be. So kind mm-hmm. of taking those characters and flushing them out a little bit more, and then just sort of seeing what happens with those characters. Um, I guess would be the thing. So I started with John Locke because everybody kind of does, and then yeah. we just kind of went from there. Cool. Um, and then, do you tend to write more um, like in canon with those characters, or do you stray into like um, AU territory at all? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, it just sort of depends. Uh, before probably season three, it was more canon. I think since season three, season four, it's a little less. Um, mm. I definitely like playing in different verses. So I've written historical stuff. I write a mega verse. Um, I just, to me, what's fun about playing with the stuff beyond canon is that, you know, if you can take a character like, say, Mycroft and put them in whatever scenario, but it still feels like Mycroft, and I've done my job right. So I I enjoy playing with these characters in kind of different, different places. Huh. You know, it's like, it's, I'm a Raylo reader. So obviously I haven't particularly strayed into any other fandom. And the one thing I love talking about like new fandoms with you guys is that I'm always like, well, yeah, duh. (laughs) It's like, I always have those dumb moments where it's like, yeah, of course. Like it's, why wouldn't (laughs) you guys write the same sort of universes as like Raylo writers? Cause I'm so familiar with like Omega versus Raylo that I, my brain doesn't, didn't comprehend like that could exist in another fandom and, and and, like probably potentially works the same way. And I think that's really cool. (laughs) Well, Omega verse originated in the supernatural fandom, I believe. So it's just oh yeah that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah it originated i believe it make up if i remember i hit my fandom history and it may originated with um the brother thing yeah basically so yeah make verse came Whoa. with kind of fandom and <laughs> it just been adopted by everybody so and here we are yeah um i've written a little bit of storm pilot fic just a couple of storm pilot fics so i've written mm-hmm. a little bit of star wars but not much just a little yeah bit. But, um, do you have a favorite um story to tell with your, the characters that you write it could be anybody not just sherlock but like yeah uh, i don't know i have a lot um yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know that i have any particular favorite favorites i mean that definitely has some fix that i i enjoy more um because I have so much fic, it's kind of fun when somebody sends me comments on a fic, and I'm like, "Oh right, I forgot about that one." Because it happens to me quite frequently. Because yeah, I can't keep track of it. Um, there's definitely some fics that, that are really my favorites that I that I that I enjoy. Um, I've got like an Omegaverse, um, my stride fic that I like that to me feels more like an exploration of 
basically in that because you know you're familiar with megaverse um mm -hmm. Minecraft's omega in that fic and i was like halfway through writing through it like i could have just made him female it would have been the same thing kind of sort of thing so it's kind of mm -hmm. that those gender roles was really interesting to, interesting to play with um in that fic um that one's called uh Minecraft's choice um otherwise yeah i just kind of like seeing where the characters go with themselves um most of the stuff i write is pretty short which is why i have so much um mm -hmm. i have a few longer things um my novel that's published started off as a, as a 10k fanfic and now it's a 70k novel wow. um so that one's that was a lot of work but it was good it's good i like it um so yeah i just kind of like seeing what happens and i mean to have 500 fics and they're, and they're all different is definitely kind of a challenge but sometimes too you just characters kind of take over over for themselves and like nope we're doing this okay y'all do what you want to do <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> you know, so in so. that in that regard then do you tend to go in with like a just a because um, I know people sometimes write like outlines for their fix, but as you write shorter ones, do you just go in with like a general idea and then you sort of start writing and see where the characters take you in terms of that journey? But you don't. Yeah, have... pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I outlined when it came to the novel because I had to. Um, yeah. But for my normal fanfic, it's like give me a prompt, give me an idea. Um, okay. For like a sentence just to give me an idea um mm. my most popular fanfic actually on ao3 is my um there was there's a used to be a tumblr blog it's probably still there called uh john wants it which is basically just a bottom john uh tumblr and they had like a, a prompt weekend and they had like a big old page of prompts and i just picked one randomly the one i got was one story night and i ended up writing it's i think four chapters five, it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit longer one not like super long, super long it's like it's like 10k um but it's actually um we're, uh, omega werewolf john and vampire alpha sherlock and i guess i just call my, my kitchen sink fic but people like it it's my most popular thing i have on ao3 so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny how that works yeah with like the the, the supernatural elements and then um just it, what did someone call it like a, a like a yeet fix where you just like kind of type it up throw it out and leave yeah, <laughs> those tend much. to be it does tend to be like the popular ones yeah it's like i didn't expect it to be take off but okay cool i brought the one like in a couple hours on a weekend all right cool but yeah no i um i very much am just like and i write very quickly my friends will vouch for that um i write very quickly um I've I've got ADD, so I kind of like have to get it done or also get distracted. Mm, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's that. Um, the way I tend to write, just it gets one, is um, I usually find a friend who's willing, which doesn't take, which is pretty easy for me to do, and then I'll write a couple paragraphs and just paste it to them as I write, so that way I get instant feedback from somebody. Okay. That gives me enough oomph basically to get through whatever I'm writing. That tends to be what I do. That might sound weird, but it works for me. So. And my friends were happy because they get free free fic. So, they get, you know. So it's like um, on the spot beta reading, basically. Sort of, yeah. I mean, they don't usually give me a lot of feedback, but at least I get the, yes, it's good to keep going kind of thing sometimes. Oh, or, okay. You know, I love um, that. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, like, when you write, like, a lot of smart fic, you're like, is this even hot? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> They're like, yes, right. it's fine. Okay, good. You know, keep going. So there's that. Do our large quantity of your fix smut fix at all? Not as much as I thought, actually. I, okay. I, I ran the numbers. Um, I think it's basically 60%, so a little bit more than half is smutfic, but mm -hmm. not all of it. You know what I mean? So there's actually, there's actually quite a bit that's not. Um, it just sort of depends on some of the fandoms, what's what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah, it just depends on on the on what's what I'm writing. But, yeah, it's about it's a little bit more than half, so not all of it. 
Okay. And who from, um, so I'm kind of just going down here. Um, when you write Supernatural um, fix now, what's, uh, what are your ships from that show? I really haven't written a lot of that. Um, I really, really wrote that a little bit back in 2013. I really haven't messed gotcha. with that too much. I do write, though, um, so we have a thing. So I don't know if you're familiar with Doctor Who, but um, with Torchwood, there's Jack Harkness, who's, you know, an immortal uh, human. Yeah. Um, and then in Sherlock and uh, the Supernatural, you have Castiel. And so we have a we have a ship we call we call it Harkstiel or we call it Superwood. We recombine those two together. So oh, okay, um, I do like writing Castiel and Jack Harkness fix quite a bit. I, so, uh, yeah, so I love Jack Harkness as a character, and I personally would have never thought to put those two characters together, and I kind of love that a lot. Well, I have some <laughs> fiction. I can like... your direction. I have I have a good friend of mine who who got me into that, and I'm like, yes, please, because again, it's it's I like exploring character, and it's just yeah, two people that are basically immortal that you know they don't always get along they had different viewpoints but it's it's very interesting to me and it's it's and it's a good pairing i like it you know yeah so and so from doctor who then is that your primary your primary character of choice to write or do you like to write the doctors too um mostly jack if i write doctor who pick it's usually jack um i've written a little bit with, with other with other things um, I've only got what twenty Doctor Who. I don't have very much Doctor Who fix. I've only got twenty of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written a little bit with. I think I wrote one with Jack in a thirteen meeting because I needed to write that for myself. And I've yeah, got, um, I've got a couple things like that. Um, but yeah, I I probably just Jack and whoever because you know you can just you can. I actually have a whole series on my Ao3 um, that I just I end up calling the, the collection Jack Harkness walking to a bar because you can really ship <laughs> Jack with anybody. So I think I've got I've got Jack and Lestrade, I've got Jack and Riddle, I've got Jack and Martin from <laughs> Crab and Pressure. I have like a little bit of like everything um in that one because it's Jack Harkness in reasons. So yeah. that's all you need. <laughs> isn't he can isn't he canonically like um queer like so doesn't he date like everybody yeah, jack, jack is kind of like <laughs> pansexual you know, yeah yeah pansexual so, yeah, yeah. so it really doesn't matter yeah it's just, you know i mean obviously mostly all right i i only write really gay smut but stuff mm-hmm. but um but yeah jack can really be with anybody and because he's a time traveler and because he's got you know there's you can make it work yeah <laughs> you can make it work and um touching on the fact that you write um uh, um, primarily gay fan fiction. Um, is there a reason why you like to do that? Um, I think for me, a lot of it is just because of what I watch and stuff that tends to be the main characters, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then plus, I think at this point, I've written so much that it's weird to write anything else. Like, okay, you know, it's I've I've written a few things. Like, I, I've got a I've got one with uh, Jack Rose and Nine, and I can write it, but it feels weird <laughs> because I'm not. It's not what I'm used to writing at this point, so it's just I'm more comfortable with what I'm used to, and that's at this point it's the, it's the gay stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of where my comfort zone is. And yeah. like I said, most of what I've written at this point, you know, whether it's you know Good Omens or Sherlock or anything like that, it's um, you know I even wrote some old guard fic, and again, the make characters are gay, so you know it's mm-hmm. just you know I mean I'm definitely excited about getting more female characters that have a lot more agency like i said i love the 13th doctor to pieces um 
but it's just when it comes to me writing fic, especially smart fic, I just I'm more comfortable in that area. That's just what I'm used to, and that's just mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, male male, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that I I definitely understand. Everyone's got like their comfort um, places to sit within uh, fic, mm-hmm. and honestly, and this is my own doing. I I don't tend to explore other um, types of relationships. Like within Star Wars, you obviously have a Poe and Finn and and all that stuff, but that's kind of all I read. (laughs) I've never even sort of branched out to like other characters that people have written in queer relationships. So um, I think it's cool that you're sort of centered around one type and gives people an option to um, have like a plethora of (laughs) fix to choose from if they want. Yeah, well, and, and, that. and, and <laughs> even within that, I mean, like I said, like, like you know, there's a megaverse. So, like, if I want to explore gender roles, I, I can just write in the megaverse fic and then I can explore gender roles and stuff right, that, right. that way. So, I guess I use a megaverse kind of as a sidestep from that if I want to explore gender roles or play with things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm very careful about consent in my fics. I mean, I know, I know smut fics and whatever aren't manuals, but I try to at least be aware of things you know what i mean so yeah I'm, I'm you know and i've definitely had people say like well i don't usually read this but it's you and i trust you and i'm like cool thanks for trusting me you know so i want to be that writer that people know that okay they're gonna read one of my fix they know that's gonna have a happy ending they know things are gonna work out it's gonna be fine so that's mm-hmm. that's you know I'm, I'm glad to be that person so, so do you write at all um a lot any fix that were, would require i i guess so to speak a hard like trigger warning content warning note not really. Um, okay. I mean, all my fix are tagged. So if there's anything there's a way about it, it's in there. Um, I really don't have too much that's, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm not toy vanilla, but I'm, it's, right. it's, it's not, no, I don't really think super dark. I, I can't, <laughs> um, you know, I can't do super dark. I can't do, I can't read super dark fix either. I've got like a mental list of never read this fic ever because I know it will wreck me, <laughs> you mm. know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just need my people to end up happy more or less. I mean, it's not always 100%, but, you know, at least more or less on the same page and more or less, you know, you know, everybody's here for a good time kind of thing. I don't, I don't, I don't like think it's not that. Right. That, that's fair. And I think, again, I, I've, I find all forms of fic valid, even if. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Know, no problem. Even, writing it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I can definitely read the darker stuff, but I can definitely understand, like, having people that are just like, no, nah, not for me. Because, but I also know people that like to read it but won't write it. Um, too. Yeah, I've I've read a little bit of it, but I, there's just certain mm-hmm. things I'm like, nope, not touching that one. Nope. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, I can't. Like I can't do major character death. I I can't. I cannot do. Gotcha. It. I can't do that. I can't do a fic where like the pairing that I'm used to doesn't end up together. Uh, uh-uh, I can't do okay. that either. You know. So I mean, that's just but that's my own personal squicks and my yeah. personal you know level of things definitely um, but i'm not gonna write those things either because i know i can't handle it i'm not writing it <laughs> you know yeah. yeah there might be like a temporary breakup kind of thing like oh we're not gonna you know but then they come out together get together at the end kind of thing but i'm not gonna write anything that's not gonna end up happy okay that's so cool I'm like so if you guys if you ever want just like a good time <laughs> don't have to worry about anything sad happening i mean maybe a little bit if it's written in in terms of like angst but like uh this is your this is your person <laughs> <laughs> yes it's, it's i mean yeah i mean there's gonna be some anxious with me like you know and again it depends on the pairing of the characters i mean some of the stuff like with jack can get kind of angsty sometimes but yeah you know you know or any characters really um but yeah most of my stuff at least at the end of the day it'll be fine <laughs> more or less <laughs> you know um 
so do you write any um like personal real do you draw from personal or real life experiences at all in your fix um or, to, or yeah to put into your fix as character plot etc sometimes i'm I, i've joked sometimes that i use minecraft as my emotional support character um okay um uh it depends um i uh well to say i got i got i got divorced last year actually and i keep joking that i'm gonna have to write like a 50k fic about greg's divorce just to process it mm-hmm. <laughs> i haven't done it yet but i keep joking about it um i wrote a uh, omega verse fic about minecraft not being able to have kids because that's something that i struggled with um i Never, I, I never had kids, so I wrote a fic about that. Um, I've written fics about depression. I want to write a fic about ADD, but I really haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely have taken some some things of myself and written because I just it's easier for me to kind of take that and put it in another in a character and just kind of right. play with it in a character than you know. I mean, so yeah, definitely uh, depends on the fic, but yeah, there's definitely some fics out there that are me dealing with my my, my stuff. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you find that you could process some of that stuff through your writing too? Like, does it help you get to those conclusions? I think so. Like I said, I, I keep joking about writing a divorce fic, but I probably will at some point. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not there yet, but I probably will. Right. At some point. Um, yeah. I think, I think it does just because it kind of gives you another perspective or like writing a fic about say Minecraft has depression. You can write a fic about, you know, that with like, you know, but he's got a partner who cares and wants to take care of him, and you can kind of get that osmosis sort of thing of, of having somebody who's understanding of what's going on and being willing to support them rather than just whatever, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's you know, fantasy kind of, but I mean, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, I, I think, you know, you can definitely write characters that are kind of idealized of what you would like to have yourself in a partner at some point, you know, right. But, you know, yeah, def- but yeah, there's definitely some fix in there that are that are me processing whatever's going on in the world or my life. I, um, there was a um, a thing when the pandemic started that uh, there was a collection of Sherlock writers that they kind of got a bunch of people with us to write some fix about the pandemic and dealing with with some of that when it f- first happened. Oh, cool. Um, so okay. I wrote some fix about that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think fan fiction will always, to some degree, reflect what's going on in real life, just like any other fiction will reflect what's going on. You know, you could set a story wherever, but it's really reflecting what's going on now. So I think fan fiction can definitely reflect that as well. You know, individual, your your own personal stuff and what's going on in the world at large, too, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool that... Um, and you're right, like, within, with most fiction, if not all fiction, it is someone someone writing from personal experience or like or has like sprinkles of themselves in there um and i personally think as a reader that i can connect a lot more um and this is just like a personal thing when i'm reading a fic and it's about something someone's gone through not in like a mean way but it just kind of helps me be a little bit more um like i feel a lot more relatable like oh yeah this is someone that's gone through something that's similar to me and they wrote it in this story and it's also helping me sort of figure it out and i know that it's not um a sensationalized topic it's literally coming from the heart um not not that there's anything wrong with people writing i i'm definitely not a thing where it's like write what you know i don't think that's fair to say that and we probably wouldn't have most of the stories we have but um when it does come from like that personal spot it just feels like a little bit more like okay like i this is like a person that i can (laughs) sort of relate to um so i'd like to talk to you about your published book because i've been wanting to talk to some uh authors um 
who've gone from fanfic to publishing um just because like in the Raylo community specifically i know that's a huge topic and a huge uh deal of uh People, a lot of people don't like it and I, it's so silly um, and so I've been wanting to talk to someone who's gone through that pipeline so um, how did that happen for you I'm very curious like how did you get published from your fan fiction well I mean uh, Carnation um, they're specifically um, when they started off they were looking for fan fiction uh, authors that were really were interested in, in scrubbing their fix and publishing it so um I don't know about all of them, but most of the stuff, most of the books they've got under their umbrella were started off as fan fiction, and yeah, obviously they've been rewritten and worked on and things like that. So it's not identical to the fan, you know. It's, it's not going straight from one to the other. There's always a lot of work involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in their case, they were specifically looking for fan fiction authors um, and stories that, that could be converted over to you know something that they could publish. Um, mm-hmm. Publish it. Like I said, my fanfic of that story was only was only ten thousand words. Um, but even when I wrote it, I knew that it could be a longer story, and I just kind of needed that little push um, push to it. And so um, I, I basically rewrote it and submitted it to them, and they and they liked it and went from there with it. Um, I re- <laughs> me being me the way and the way I write. Um, I mean, I wrote an outline for it, but the, I have to write. I have to write linearly. It, it was. It was. It doesn't work for me. It's just the way my brain is. And I rewrote that whole fic two and a half times. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> top to bottom. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. Um, but it worked. But it, it, it's what worked for me. That's just what I had to do because I again ADHD brain. If I know how I am, I can't skip around, or else I'll never get back to it. Mm-hmm. so I, I have to start at a and go to b, go to z <laughs> that's just the way my brain is yeah. um but yeah like i said it's they were looking specifically for fan fiction writers and i knew that i had a story that i that would work and so i just rewrote it to get to to a long enough story and then you know work with them to get it to publish um the uh so that you know and there's definitely some other publishers out there as well that are looking for that kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to take it right from one to the other. You want to at least, you know, do some work on it, but you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's not just changing names. You got to do more like, you know, that novel started off as a Maestrad fan fiction. And there's a few little elements that have survived from one to the other, but the characters that are the main characters in the novel are very different in a lot of ways too, from where they started from. They're their own people. They're not just Mycroft and Greg. They're their own people. Mm-hmm. And that was important to me to make sure they, to differentiate, like, okay, they have this and this in common, but this is a different person than that person. That, that makes mm. sense. Yeah. And did you, so, I mean, this might be a dumb question because I know that with, with most fanfics that gets published, a lot has to be changed. Did you have to change a good portion of your fic to have it published? Um, well, mine's a little different because it was such a short fic to start with. Okay. It was only 10k to start with, and it's 70k now. Oh, right, right, <laughs> um, right. 75k now. So there's a few things that definitely I carried over from from the beginning to where it is now. It's very weird for me to go back and even look at the thick because it's so different in a lot of ways. But there are certain scenes, certain elements, um, certain themes that definitely carried. I think from one to the other. It's just the word count is so much. I, I rewrote it the first time, got to 30k. Rewrote it the second time, got to 65k, and then I mm. did it one more time. Basically, got to got to the halftime and got to 75, I think, or 76. Mm. So, 
for me, because it's, I, I'm normally a short story writer, um, there was a lot of expansion, a lot of growth, but there is certain things that definitely carried, I think, from the beginning to the end of, from, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the character backgrounds, the, the ones a cop and one's a government official, eh, um, that's still there um, in the, in the novel um, as part of their backgrounds, but it's mm-hmm. not, but like I said, I feel like they're still their own characters. They're not the other characters that they started with. Gotcha. Okay. So, so basically, like mm, premise, premise, and everything is still there, um, but you've obviously had to expand it more to fit a novel size, right. and then you had to. I'm assuming you had to change the character names because if it was copyrighted, you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're saying that, we're going to tell you what that. Yeah. Is. yeah. Um, Congrats, a little easier, but Minecraft definitely got to change that one. Um, yeah. No. Yes. They're they're Frank and Archibald in my novel. Um, okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, but you know, it's you. There's a there's a difference between fiction, a novel, a published novel versus like when you sit down and read a fan fiction. Like you can read a 1K fanfic, and that's fine because you have all, you already know everything everything that came before. You know who the people are. You're just kind of getting a glimpse in their glimpse of what's going on with them. When right. you write a novel, you have to say, okay, here's everything that you don't know about the people, and now we're going to get into the meat of the story. So there's a lot more, I think, that you have to do to give the characters the, their backgrounds that you don't necessarily have to do when you're writing a fanfic because everybody already knows the backgrounds. Gotcha. So, so there's some of that needs to be done because, like I said, you you there's less groundwork involved when you're writing. I can write a 500 word fan fiction that'll that'll make somebody cry <laughs> because you already know who these characters are and what's going to make what's you know what what makes them tick when you're writing, when you're writing a fan fiction when you're writing an actual novel or converting a novel over you you need to do that work you know because gotcha. it's not already there okay I think. um <laughs> yeah no that makes a lot of sense and with the um because you said you you're working you worked with someone that was actively i guess searching for fix to be published um did you find them did they find you like i'm really curious about how that process (laughs) how that process Um, works because i know that with when like obviously when you write a book you have to uh shop it around i don't know the technical term for it um pitch i I forgot i forgot the word (laughs) but yeah yeah so in this instance was it like they sought you out or were they did they put out a casting call and then you guys like um they're already i know what you meant they're they're already they were already involved with the sherlock fandom so i knew them from there okay um and then you know we we kind of had just talked beforehand so i mean i still had to submit the story obviously but um but yeah but they're they they're already they were already involved with the fandom at large so it was just a matter of you know talking to them and basically just here's here's something that, that that i've written and they decided to go with it okay. um so yeah in their in their case they were already involved with fandom they were friendly people that did the foreign publishing company um so that was kind of an automatic in <laughs> with that okay. um yeah and there's a there's a few places out there that kind of do that that you know um but I, again i think like you know you have to kind of know your audience so i mean if you're going for like a big giant publisher that you know whatever but i mean there's a lot of you know indie publishers and smaller publishers that mm-hmm. you can you know they probably don't care if it comes from fan fiction as long as it's good you know what i mean kind of thing so it just it just depends um on what it is and in their case they were at the time they were actively looking there i don't know if they have any, any submissions open right now but at the time they were looking for fan fiction writers because they because there's a lot of really good fan fiction writers that can do really good things yeah <laughs> so um yeah um so 
you know, I think with them knowing that talent base was already there, it was easier for them to go, hey, so it's, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, one of the best stories I've ever read, period, um, it's was 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 originally a Sherlock fan fiction. Um, they published that one as uh, the C A Mine Alone is the name of the novel version of it, and it's literally like one of the best things I've ever read. Period. <laughs> like I I wish I could write that good. You <laughs> know, um, and, and I've written a lot, and it's it, and it was a very good, very good, very popular fan fiction, um, and uh, under under a different title. Um, and they they took that fan fiction and reworked it, rewrote it. I think even made it a little longer. It was already a long fic, um, but it's a very good book. You know, so they yeah. definitely knew that, um, you know, th like anything else. I mean, not everybody who writes fiction fiction wants to get published, obviously. Right, and right, right. Somebody's choice, but there's a lot of very good writers in the fandom community. So, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like as time goes on and more people have kind of cut their teeth in fandom writing, that I think it's it's there's less stigma of about having come from fan fiction or having written fan fiction because it's more common now but you know um you know but and, and it's a lot of good i mean i've written i think over a million words now total across everything mm. which is kind of crazy to me that's a lot of practice that's a lot of practice whether or not you like all of it or not that's a lot of practice <laughs> so you know that's so cool do you have any process or not process i don't know why i said that do you have any um plans to get any more of your work published by the same people or are you hoping to branch out and do um like bigger presses um not at this time i don't have anything else really done um like i said this last year's kind of been weird for me which has been a, one of those kind of years um i have some stuff that i'm kind of working on and i want to finish that i haven't finished yet um, I might see about branching out somewhere or trying something else. I don't know yet. Um, I would like to get more stuff published in the future, whether it's with them or somebody else. Um, like I said, I just got a fic published in an anthology that Improbable Press just put out. They just did a cryptid anthology. Um, they, actually, they they were looking for submissions. They were expecting a couple hundred. They got like over 400, I think. Um, so they ended up doing two volumes of books, and I think mine was one of them. Um, I'm in their volume uh, silver. I should know this. Yeah, I'm in volume silver. The silver and blue. I'm in volume silver. Um, so and that was an original story that I wrote just for that. Um, so yeah, it just it just really depends. I would I would definitely like to write more and would would love to get more stuff published out there. I don't think I'm ever going to be like a huge writer, but you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of nice even just getting a little bit of world hate world even if it's only a couple bucks. You know, it's like hey, I'm I'm published. I can I'm so I'm a professional in this now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool. Uh, and the more books that I find, and then find out that they're like fan, they came from fan fiction the more i'm just like so proud of the community because it's like sure not it's not like a new concept to have a fan fiction be published i'm 99 sure there are thousands of books out there that everyone loves that started off as fan fiction i just feel like maybe with like the and i could be completely wrong the sudden boom of like Wattpad original stories getting turned into books and then subsequently movies. Um, we're seeing a lot more come from not just Wattpad but the AO3 space. And the more that I find, the more I'm just like, go oh, you guys, <laughs> you guys, are, <laughs> you guys, because it's like you know, I I'm pretty sure there are people out there that are just like fan fiction's not real, fake like not real stories. And it's like, yeah, I mean, the same could be said probably for your favorite book. It probably came from somewhere else, you know. Um, and I just feel like because it's tied to fandom and shows and 
you know pairings that people love that maybe other people don't people can look down on it and i just i'm i'm enjoying the fact that all you guys are getting books on amazon and books on shelves because it's like <laughs> kicking all those assholes in the face <laughs> who are just like uh, turning their noses down i think yeah. it's brilliant <laughs> well for sure yeah and it, it's like i mean i know i've struggled with myself just because like i said i do write a lot of smut fic you know what i mean but that counts too you can get a lot of feels in a fic in a thousand words or less you yeah know? i i i i joke i joke my fics are bigger on the inside <laughs> uh <such> jokes. <laughs> um but because i can fit a lot in a thousand words like i definitely have fics out there that are only a thousand two thousand words but they feel longer because there's i can fit a lot in that so i'm i know this the, here. I know that I'm good at that. I'm I am good at what I do, and I am good at writing, and I am good at, you know, even if it's short, I'm good at getting a lot of stuff into a small space, so to speak. Um, so I I know that I'm good at that, and again, I've got, for me at least, I've got over a million words of practice. That's I can read a fic that I wrote in 2013 versus a fic I wrote, you know, last year, and I can see the difference myself just because I've grown as a writer. I've got you know things like that. But yeah, there's a lot of very good writers um, in fandom, not just strong fandom, obviously a lot of fandoms. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you're right. I think I think it's getting more acceptable to some degree that that you're gonna, that you, you know you can admit that you wrote fan fiction and it's not something to be, be, be feel bad about. I mean, you know, it's, mm -hmm. um, and you know, and again, you know, I came to it kind of relatively late in life. I came, I was in my mid thirties when I started writing when I started writing fan fiction. But I mean, I've written stories my whole life. But fandom kind of gave me the ability to kind of play in, play in somebody else's world, but then also to kind of make my own thing out of it, if that makes sense. So, you know, the Legos might be the same, but you can build, you know, a million different things out of, out of one set of Legos. You know what I mean? So it's that right. kind of thing. like the, the, the pieces are there, but the stories are not are ours. If that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, and and really honestly, even outside of like the fandom thing, I mean, any story that anybody writes is going to be influenced by uh, by other factors. Nobody's nobody's writing anything in a vacuum. There's nothing new under the sun. You know what I mean? Right. So you know, it, it doesn't matter what you write. You know, if you're writing fantasy, there's probably going to be a little bit of Tolkien in the back of your head. If you're or or this world back of your head, you know, if you're writing science fiction, you're probably got a little bit of Star Trek or Star Wars back of your head. I mean, there's always those cultural touchstones anyway no matter what you're writing. So it's just fandoms more like, nope, this is exactly where I'm getting, getting this from and this is what I'm going with. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. And so that just made so much sense to me that I'm having like a brain blast. That's like you said that perfectly. Um <laughs> So I wanted to talk about. I uh, saw so I was looking at your your list of band names and I slotted one that I like honed in on immediately, and that's Critical Role. And yeah. I, <laughs> I love Critical Role. I watch it every week uh, when I like as long as I can before I get sleepy because I go really late. But um, so who do you write in Critical Role? This is so cool. <laughs> I'm, I just started it. I just I watched the cartoon. Actually, I'm currently wearing my Caleb shirt that I just bought. These are very soft, by the way. They're not kidding. But how soft the shirts are. Um, I my I, okay. So <laughs> I had a friend who was into it, and so I actually back back the Kickstarter because I was like, well, if she's into it. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Really, I know I it was like I was I think I was a little intimidated by it. It is a lot. Um, it's actually more than I think Doctor Who combined all of it. So yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but then I, my 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 roommate and I we watched the the cartoon the the Legend of Vox Machina when it came out mm-hmm. and we loved it and again I'm ADHD usually I have to like watch TV and knit and do whatever I can't just watch TV I was like I was watching TV like I I was so into it that I couldn't even do anything else but watch what was going on That's so, um, cool. so it really got me it really got me hooked um, so we watched that we caught up on campaign three and then we went back and watched started watching campaign two um, it's interesting too so yeah I've got a couple fix the the, the I'm looking at I've got two so far on AO3 they're both uh, Dorian and Orm fix because mm. apparently we own Brian's a thing um, <laughs> and they're both smut fix but hey whatever that's where, that's where I start and then I need to go from there um, but I've got a couple fix but it's so I'm watching campaign two we actually started in the middle of March and we're already up to 74 I think wow. <laughs> we've been binging a lot of uh, I'm getting a lot of knitting done um, uh, we're, we're binging that we're running through it and I'm I love Caleb. I love, um, I'm loving Mighty Nine. And I've actually written some little fix for myself. I haven't posted them yet because I'm kind of waiting. I don't want to spoil, get any spoilers by accident. So I'm just kind of got them tucked into a little folder in my Google Drive. Yeah. I'll probably post, I'll probably post them whenever I'm done um, watching the show because I just don't, I don't want to post a fix and somebody gets me come back to me. But well, what about this thing? And I'm like, I wasn't there yet. And yeah, I, yeah. So I've written a couple things because, and I've realized I, it's kind of how I process characters now because again, I've written so much fic. Um, so like a little bit of Caleb that I've written has been like little like missing scenes kind of things or um, stuff like that. Just little, little, I mean, they're all very short. They're little thicklets really. But I, I think for me, writing the characters in a way is kind of a good way of understanding the characters, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, even though I'm still watching Critical Role and I'm just getting into it, that's kind of how I'm interacting with it to some degree. I've read a little bit of fic, but I'm trying to be careful because I'm trying not to spoil myself for it completely. <laughs> trying, yeah. um, uh, and that's kind of hard to avoid. I mean, I know some of the spoilers, but not like a lot of it. And even what I do know for spoilers, like, I don't necessarily know the context of it. Um, like I knew about Molly, but I didn't know what happened with that. You know, kind of thing. I don't want to spoil anything else. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to me just because uh, that's that's kind of become my main fandom of the of the moment is is that. Um, so yeah, I've written a couple of fix with uh, I've got a I, I want to write a fic because there was I don't know if you watched last week's but there was a a line in there where basically Ladna quoted Molly and I'm like oh I should write a fic about Ladna meeting the circus because that'd be really interesting and I haven't written it yet but I want to that's on my it's on my mental list of things I want to write. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, it's the same sort of impulse of I want to write the missing scenes. I want to write in between, you know, the things that aren't said. Like, I don't know if Dorian, Dorian Orim, Orim is a thing, but I could see it happening. And sure, you know, I mean, um, I, I read a very, very good fic that was Dor- uh, Orim and Will, Orim, Orim and his husband. Um, mm, yeah. On, like, their wedding <laughs> night. It's, it's bittersweet because you know what happens, but it's a very good fic because it just shows the relationship really well. Um, yeah, and obviously that's a character we don't know a lot about, but it's still it's plausible and it reads well, and I, I like the way they wrote they wrote or in that fic. Um, so yeah, so I so yeah, like I said, I'm about halfway through campaign two. I've, I'm caught up on campaign three. I will probably get to campaign one eventually, but <laughs> it's like let me get through campaign two first. Um, I I want to do campaign two because I want to start start from the beginning. That's why I will start with campaign two, and I knew that my friends liked Caleb and. Stuff. I'm like, yep, I that, that one's mine. I I got that one. I see that. Yes. So, angsty hobo wizard. Sure. Cool. I'm here for that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, with 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 a sad backstory. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, so you know, I I um I'm I'm enjoying it. And like I said, I'm really enjoying campaign three uh so yeah. far. Uh I have to say as a as a brand new critical role person going to go, who hadn't really watched the show before, watching the second episode of Campaign Three is confusing because that's the one where it's Halloween. So they're dressed up as, mm-hmm. as everybody else. And it's like mm-hmm. none of this makes sense to me, guys. This is the second episode of the third <laughs> campaign. Why are you doing this? <laughs> But it's better now because I've I've seen enough of it now like, that I get it. But it's just like wow, that's 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 choice. Um, yeah, I started yeah. with the ninety nine. I think yeah, yeah, I started with ninety nine. Um, did I start with ninety nine? No, I I didn't start with the one that the cartoon is about. So I learned about those characters from the cartoon. Yeah. Um, and then yeah and then i started with the campaign before the current one not my in- yeah, yeah okay okay cool yeah not include and then i watched um exandria unlimited um and all that stuff so yeah and then i'm caught up with the current one uh but yeah it's it's such a fascinating i love Dungeons and dragons i play um with it with a bunch of people and i like that they're just like hey we're just playing you want to watch us play and i'm like yes <laughs> like i i love this and the way yeah and like the character developments are like always get you like it's so sad yeah <laughs> and <For it's> sure. <laughs> well and it's funny because i said i watched fox machina and i was playing DD pretty regular before the pandemic happened and then you know pandemic um and um we were playing online for a little while. Then the person who was DMing, she just kind of got busy, which it happens, you know. So we hadn't played in we hadn't played in a, probably a year, year and a half. And then I watched Fox Machina, and I was like, man, I miss playing. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, and she had she had played DD like one time at a con and enjoyed it, but never got a chance to play it. I'm like, you know what? Fine, I will DM. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's so we, we got six players. Um, we're all kind of all, all over the place, actually. There's me and my roommate. There's a couple in, in a couple of different, couple of different states. We're just playing playing over Zoom and with Roll Twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But and I, I was joking about how like I feel like some of my creative points are going into that because I'm 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 the DM, so I have to come up with shit <laughs> um, for it. So, but that's just another expression of creativity and another expression of creating a world and playing with things and and i'm just trying to make sure that they have fun and you know i'm definitely not matt mercer but you know but you can learn a lot just by watching them and you know seeing how seeing how he does things and it's and it's fun and i i enjoy it and it's you know it's that interaction is always good so yeah i've been i've been playing DD a little bit i mean i've played it i've played D off and on since like mm-hmm. 90 late 90s <laughs> the second edition um one way or the other but yeah, it's it feels good to be playing again, and we're just me like every other week because we're all adults and we're busy. Uh, but we're always you know making time like just what we're doing for a couple of hours on, on a couple a couple Saturdays a month. So yeah, we're having fun with it. Hopefully, I think they're they're having fun. They're having fun. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, I I also play online. I play through Discord with with my friends just because we're all sort of s- scattered about. But uh it doesn't make it any less like it's, it doesn't make it any less fun i do i wish i could play at a game table absolutely i think it would, i, I kind of miss that but and that's kind of where critical fills in that void and i again i saw that on your list and i was like yeah that makes sense like yeah of course there's fan fiction about critical role there's a lot <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's interesting because like i said i've been looking at other critical role fic and it's interesting to me too about how different fandoms have like different tropes different things that are popular like sherlock you've got a lot of everything and most of it's just male male there's a lot of omegaverse things like that one thing i noticed in critical role fic is there's a lot of 
trans character fic in Critical Role more than any mm. other fandom I've seen so far, for whatever reason. You know, whatever. But I, it's interesting to me that I've noticed that like a lot more in Critical Role, there's more 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 versions of Critical Role where the characters are, are transgender than, in, uh, any, than any, any other fandom I've messed with. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just how it is. But it's just interesting noticing the differences um, between different fandoms and like what's popular in different fandoms. But that's one thing I've noticed with, with Critical Role for whatever reason. Yeah. So, you know, whereas like I said, Sherlock, I think you have more of Angleverse. I mean, there's some, obviously, of, you know, the characters being trans one way or the other. Um, but I think I think it's more megaverse when it comes to that. Whereas with Critical Role, it's more like, nope, we're just going to go this direction. Okay, that's cool. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, and you got a fandom like, say, Good Omens, where like the characters don't really have a gender, so you can be whatever the hell you want them to be. You know, so it's just, you know, it, it's interesting interesting to see how different fandoms handle different things. If that makes sense. So, mm. so just there's just something that I noticed having having who's just just started looking at Critical Role uh, fanfic. Um, Carefully looking at critical. I'm trying to try not to fall myself too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. A lot of the plot points, like um, I watched uh, Vox Machina, the cartoon, and then immediately watched uh, Critical Role spoilers. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I immediately watched the episode. You're caught up with the current campaign, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The episode where you get to know where Laudna comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. and like <laughs> having that happen like back to back like blew my mind. And I was like, I'm so glad that I have this context because I don't know how I would have felt otherwise. And like I think I would have been so confused to understand where that came from and not have anything like resonate. But like seeing it in the cartoon and then immediately hearing it in the story, I was like so emotional. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's like again, I'm watching campaign two, and so you know, campaign two they they made a very good effort to, of, of keeping those separate. Like what what happens in campaign one doesn't really affect campaign two. They're but campaign three, they're more like nope, whatever. We got all the stuff to work with, whatever. So did did you watch? Did you, you watch twenty one? Not last last week's episode, not this week. Last week, uh, twenty one yeah. with action. Yeah. As soon as they pulled out that vial, I was like, "Oh, I know what that is." Because again, spoilers for campaign two. Um, I'm right there with that point in campaign two with with, with, with the Dunamancy thing. So as soon as they mm. pulled that up, I, I knew what that was because I had context for it, you know. And um, actually, uh, Talison kind of spoiled that a little bit, just a little bit, because um, on the force, I watched the foresight of dive that was before that episode and he basically said his powers were the four things that the dynamacy covers and i was like mm. oh so there's dynamacy involved somehow in this without he, it wasn't specific but he was kind of he basically he said that that was the four dynamacy powers the uh, space time gravity whatever i forget the last one uh, luck entropy um that's what his but again you know if you had watched critical role maybe you would have i would be able to pick it up sooner but they basically confirmed it with that episode that yes, it was prob probably, uh, you know, I don't know, hundred percent, but a dynamacy potion that was stuck in his head, and that's where he yeah. See, I don't, I don't have context for that because I don't, I didn't watch um, the campaign before. <laughs> I didn't watch where that's from, but I thought it, I still thought it was really well, cool. That's, that's, that's uh, mighty like... nine. That's mighty nine. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about. Um... Vox Machina. I was just like, I don't have no, 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 no. That. That's, oh, that's, okay, okay. that's ninety nine. Um, okay. <laughs> when they went, and again, I'm. It's fresh for me because I literally just have just been watching this for like the last month and a half. Um, when I went to Felderwin to 
meet up with, well, what they found out was not husband. Um, then they uh, they found that potion, and it was basically the same description of what that was, and it was a liquid dunamacy, mm-hmm. what that was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sorry, quick roll spoilers for <laughs> all over the place. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I had context for that. Um, and it's again, it's interesting for me watching Critical Role and watching some of those stuff because, like, I sometimes some of the stuff I know, but I don't have context for it. So it's like, okay, I know this is going to happen to this character, but I have no idea how they're going to get there. <laughs> like, it's just like I know this is going to happen, but I I'm really enjoying the characters and watching and watching them interact and you know, and I love I love just watching the players watch each other because you know, like Liam has a lot of good, like. Orem is a very quiet character, but Liam is like always in character when he's playing Orem. So just watching his his reaction to things is, is fun to watch, to watch him, um, you know, and and just yeah. So I I, I enjoy, enjoy watching the actors, and they're all very good at what they do, obviously, you know. And, okay. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying watching the show, and I'm enjoying watching watching them, and I'm sure there will be more critical role fic in the future. I just because like I said, I probably that's how we interact with things these days. <laughs> um, with that but yeah like i said I'm, i'll post the ficlets that i wrote for caleb probably at some point but just not yet i'm, I'm waiting on that one so eh, we'll see how it goes but yeah I, and i think for me too writing fanfic whether it's critical role or good omens or anything else it's sort of my way of getting getting, getting into that character's head mm-hmm. that makes sense so like if i'm writing a fic that's say caleb centered that's me trying to figure out kind of where Caleb's coming from and what's going on in his head. Cause um, the way I don't know if you've read, 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 read any of my fix or not, but the way I tend to write the fic is I tend to just pick a point of view character and that's whose head I'm in the whole fic. That's just the way I write things. I don't, it's just, it's easier for me to write it that way. Um, when I started writing Sherlock fic, actually I started writing more from, I think the first, first few fics I wrote was from more like John's point of view. And then I kind of went to Sherlock's, but I mean, it's still interesting because you know, obviously, obviously anybody's gonna have a different point of view you can have one thing happen but five different points of view what happened in, mm-hmm. in that scene so it's part of with, with fan fiction or anything any writing really is how do these characters see and react to what's going on in front of them or around them kind of thing um like yeah. some of the some of the sherlock fic i wrote was like say post season four and you know how did this affect them and you know things like that um you know and and Again, even like you know, AU fix can be the same kind of thing. Like, okay, this is this universe, and it's these characters, but this is what's different. So, how do they react in this situation? You know, that's just storytelling one hundred and one. Really, it's is how do people react to different situations? So, it's that's why I think for me, at least, when it comes to writing anything fan fiction wise, especially is. My most important question for myself is: Do these characters sound like themselves? Does mm. this sound like? Does this character feel like Caleb? Does this character feel like Sherlock or whatever? Um, and to me, as long as the character feels like themselves, then I did my job right. No matter, you know, yeah, you know, you can plunk down Sherlock in, you know, I don't know, pirate fic or whatever. You know what I mean? And as long as you know, it still feels like. Yes, the character may be different. He may be have different circumstances, but if it's still at his core, feels like Sherlock, then I did my job right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. It does. Um, and I, I one hundred percent agree with you on that one. Um, I mean, I do like to read fix too, where they're like a little bit out of character. Yeah, not too, it. not too much. <laughs> like not too much because then it starts to feel like, uh, I, I then I start to sort of disassociate 
with i guess like who it's supposed to be so like for example like if i'm reading a fic where um like finn from zara was completely out of character then i don't see that person as i don't see that character as finn anymore it's mm-hmm. got like a blank slate and i'm like i don't know who this is <laughs> like it, even though it's like the story could be really cool um i just start to like not imagine it as that character and i'm like i don't think that's what the author intended so i start to feel a little bad about it but yeah um <laughs> well, I, think that, I think that's kind of a difference between fan fiction versus regular i guess regular uh, regular fiction you know is that when you read a fan fiction fic you're walking into that with certain expectations but if you're true. Not walking into a fic when you're reading a novel you don't have the same ex- generally speaking you, you know you know the same expectations so that's another difference between fan fiction, I think, and regular, I guess, uh, another fiction is that, you know, you don't have uh, expectation levels. But I mean, even so, I mean, there's plenty of published fan fiction out there that are just, you know, how many Star Wars novels do you have? How many, you know, whatever <laughs> series you have, which mm-hmm. novels, things like that. I mean, it's, you know, fan fiction is not a new thing and nor is it, nor has it always been just, you know, on the internet. It's, it's the thing that's been going on for years. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, I mean, um, there's a very good there's a very good book uh, called it's called the, the book is called Fic. It's by um, Ann Ann Jameson. It came out a couple of years ago, um, and it's basically about fan fiction and how fan fiction is changing kind of the world of fiction and the history and culture of fan fiction. It's really good. I recommend it. Um, I lost I, I want my copy out and then get it back, which makes me sad. <laughs> um, but uh, but it it talks about that kind of thing too about how you know, a lot of people that are now running shows either grew up on fan fiction or at least being aware of it. You know, the people that are younger um, or older sometimes too, you know. Um, you know, you've got somebody like, you know, the Our Flag Means Death, you know, and all them where they are 100% know what's going on, going on with the world. <laughs> you know, they know what's out there. Um, yeah. Critical Role, they joke about it too. Like, they know what's out there. You know, like, oh, there goes Tumblr. You know, they'll joke about that um, on things. So it's interesting when you got somebody who's maybe a little bit more old school as far as like, you know, keeping that separation, you know, kind of thing. And obviously there's lines and please, there should be lines. <laughs> there should definitely always be lines. Um, but it's interesting kind of to me um, as somebody who's a millennial, I'm like right, I'm in between, I'm like the Xennials, like I'm right between Gen X and millennial, um, you know, how things have changed. And even in the last probably five or six years since I've been in fandom, just how much more, creators are aware of what's out there and are either encouraging it or working with it or working against it sometimes. You know what I mean? It's, it's just interesting to see how that interacts, but it's all the soup of pop culture that we're in anyway. Yeah. 100%. I, I, like I said, I'm always just so happy when I find a new book that was like a fan fiction that I've never heard of on a 3 or like maybe even read on a 3 Like I found out one of my favorites got published and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like now I can have like a physical copy because I'm always talking about how I wish I could get my favorite fix, like binded into books to have on my shelf. And it's like, now it's actually happening. I can just go buy it. Um, and I, it's, it's so cool. I can't wait to see more. And um, I'm definitely going to check out some of yours. Cause I, you've definitely piqued my interest in terms of like some of the ships that you write and the fact that it is all like queer stories. And I think that's more, I need more of that in my reading history. So I'm definitely going to check those out. Um, so in wrapping up here um i do like to ask two questions um one is what is your favorite thing you can only name one thing your favorite thing about the fan fiction space Ooh, uh 
that's that's easy. No, um, <laughs> I would say probably for me, my favorite thing about it is the interaction I have with, with other fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be my weird nerdy ass self, and everybody's cool with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I go to and Beacon every year. It's my favorite thing, and I've said before, like that feels like the place I can be most myself of anywhere I, I am usually. Um. So I think that's my favorite. I think the interactions and the friendships I made and the people that I know is probably my favorite thing about the space. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the, the connection, the connections to other people. Yeah. And I, if you're not the first per- person that has brought that up and I am very happy that that's, I'm, I'm happy that that's the general consensus is that everyone is like, I've met the coolest people or like, like my spaces are just the best places to be. And there's no, like no negativity. I get to be, you know, and I'm like, that's good. I'm so happy because I know the world's really shitty and a lot of things could come at you as, as a writer, I'm sure. So like finding those spaces where you feel yourself and you've got those people is like, it's so cool. And I'm glad that, like even as a I was like I'm glad that as a reader other readers are very appreciative and respectful and like just a welcome opening of what you guys do because it's like you know <laughs> it was sort of funny I was at Chichu and Mekon this was what three four years ago now um and there's there's a person I know um that would like literally comment like every fic like and, and, and if you're the kind of person who comments on every fic we notice that trust me <laughs> we notice if you comment on every one of our fics we notice yeah you're always there and I was very excited to meet her and she was like me and I'm like you don't it's like you have been supporting me since the beginning of me writing this stuff like yes I'm very excited to meet you and I'm happy that you're here let me give you a hug please <laughs> because you know we noticed that you know yeah. and even if it's just a you know good job or thanks or whatever I don't care if it's a keyboard smash I comments are great I mean kudos are good too don't get me wrong kudos are good too but you know the the, 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 people, the people that comment on your stuff is the biggest thing for me and it's it's just and yeah, we know we we know the regulars. <laughs> we know we, we yeah know who, who yourself for sure. That's so cool. And I'm I'm definitely someone who will bookmark and kudos, but I tend to like just sort of be a lurker. I don't leave comments, but that's why I have this podcast too because I just like <laughs> I might not like leave the love on Ao3, but I will express how much I love what you guys do uh, in audio form for the world to hear. <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, and then that's other thing I like to ask is just like. A general like do you have is there an author that you're reading recently or someone that's in your space that you think uh people should uh, show some love to either by reading some fix or um you know interacting with on socials uh, it's like kind of like a shout out a kudos so to speak there's a lot of people i don't <laughs> i'm gonna forget somebody i'm gonna feel really bad um <laughs> Uh, I really haven't been reading it as much fic recently. I mean, like I said, I'm primarily in the Sherlock space, although, again, that's kind of amorphous, and a lot of people have branched out. I mean, a lot of them are in Dora Finding Death right now. Um, I'm getting more into the Critical Role stuff. Um, I can't, like, I don't, really, I don't want to name somebody and then forget something, they'll feel bad. That's um, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so bad at, I'm so bad at shoutouts. I will just say that, you know, the people that have supported me have meant the absolute world to me. Hopefully, y'all know who you are. Um, you know, there's a lot of supportive people in the Maestrad fandom, especially, but even the Sherlock fandom and elsewhere. Um, so I'm just basically everybody who's ever read one of my stories and given me reason to keep going is 100. percent I'm 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 really happy that that I've that I've met them or interact with them, even if it's just through my words. Well, if you're listening and you know who you are, then you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your shout out. And if you would like to. 
um, shoot over to me your AO3s. I will gladly share them for you. Um, that way you don't have to like drop a list, but if they're <laughs> listening and they want to have their, um, their fixed spread, send them to me and I will do that for you. Um, well, thank you for joining me. That it, This was such an enlightening conversation. I, I always leave these knowing something that, or like multiple things that I didn't know before. And um, Sherlock, the Sherlock space is definitely one of the spaces where I'm like, I don't know what's going on over here, but like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you've definitely given me such a cool insight. And with like a, a pairing that I've never even like considered personally too. And again, for the millionth time in this episode, of course it makes sense. Of course there's a thing <laughs> for that. Like, duh. <laughs> like, I just need to get out of my bubble and like get in there more. Okay, but... for right? There's always a show, always a show for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm I'm very glad I'm, I'm thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. You know, like I said, I'm 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 very friendly. You can hit me up on Twitter or whatever. It's I'm very friendly. So I'm always gonna happy to talk to talk to people. So yeah, we'll leave uh your Twitter below. Speaking of, let's just do that. Where can people find you like on all your socials and such? Um um it's Marinda B, so it's my first name, and my last initial. So it's M-E-R-I-N-D-A-B. Um it's Marinda B at, uh, at, on Tumblr and on Twitter. Um my AO3 is Janto321. Uh, the published book is called Timepiece. It's if you look up Miranda Brayfield, that's me. Um, it's there, um, and yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at these days, mostly. Okay, and then we'll make sure to link everything below. And um, yeah, well, again, thank you for coming uh, on. And for me, guys, I'm at Stitchcraft on Twitter and instagram instagram is mostly my shop twitter is like my everything uh bookmarked and busy is also on instagram now at bookmarked and busy um follow kiki underscore waffle for fanfic fridays where we post um the new episodes we post recommended fix by the authors of those episodes and then we have trope showdown where two tropes go head to head and you guys vote which one's your favorite um and I think that's it on my end. <laughs> so I will see everybody next week. And yeah, uh, follow on uh, Twitter because that's kind of where I post everything. So um, you guys can know what's going on. And if you want to be a guest, uh, this is new. If you want to be a guest, I started a, a Google Doc google form which is on the pinned thread where you can submit to be a guest it's a lot easier for me to go through that than it is to weed through a million dms because now i have so many <laughs> so if you want to be a guest go to that google form and i will also link that below cool all right that is it for me <laughs> you guys have a great day and i'll see you next week <laughs> bye